Hey everyone, Justin here with Whitetail Theories Podcast. On the mic today, we have a super special guest, friend of mine, member of Service Side from New York. Uh, we have his cousin, her cousin, your cousin Vinny. What's up? Cousin Vinny, what's happening, Justin? How you doing? Good, man. Good. I'm glad we were finally able to to do this. Uh, we we've done some podcasts in the past. Um, but I definitely wanted to catch up, especially with season kind of winding down here and us ramping up for another hunting season. I, I wanted to chat with you here and catch up a little bit. Oh yeah, no doubt. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely happy that we're doing it on the theories podcast too. It's a little bit easier than, than mine. Cause I had a whole mess going on trying to do it over the phone last time. Well, you kind of made it your own here. Now you got this on lock. I, you know what? I have it very efficient to what my liking is, but don't get me wrong. I, I want to evolve and I want to have like the, the, um, you know, the visual part of it. It's just for some reason with zoom, even though I upgraded my internet, um, you know, I made sure like my computer was all updated and everything was good on that. We, we pay for the zoom and all that stuff. For some reason, I still get a lag or two in it and it just, I really think it just kills the whole vibe of it, but maybe that's just always. Me. Always, no, it does. I, you know, I've I've done different platforms, and you no matter what you do, I swear, unless you're sitting right there with that person, you always get a lag. I know, but I don't know what it is. We will be sitting with each other, and we will be doing this. I the system that I have now, just so everybody knows, is I actually have a like mic system. Um, and I have a pod track. It's a Zoom pod track, and my phone hooks right into the pod track. Um, I don't even use the batteries. I put batteries in it, but I use my, um, you know, power cord, you know, have that hooked up and it's small. It literally can fit in a carry on. Um, you know, if I take it on a plane or, or what have you. So the whole okay. system's super small. So I'll be bringing it up when we do our snow goose trip soon. Ooh, I can't wait for that snow goose on. <laughs> I was, I, you know what? I was so happy that you told me that you were going to come up here and do that. And, uh, you know, and we're able to hook up with uh with, with the guy out here close to me in Rochester. I know it, it really worked out. And you know, for everyone that that doesn't know, I'll give you kind of like an insight here. So, um, you know, here at Service Side, we have hunt links, um, which pretty much what the hunt link is is you can do hunt swaps. You can you know experienced guys meet up with rookies. Rookies meet up with experienced guys. I've had experienced guys tackle the West. Had two guys from two or three guys from uh, Ohio last year that teamed up and uh, became friends and actually went to Wyoming on the fly for like a three-day weekend, you know, got some tags, hunted some public land, things like that. So with the hunt link, I mean, it's a, it's a, don't, you know, don't think outside the box. I've, I've, I've went on squirrel hunts. I mean, all kinds of stuff. Well, we have a guy, he's been a member of Serviceside for a long, long time, um, Jason, and he is a guide in New York for goose and, and, you know, your waterfowl and, and things like that. I think he does a lot with turkey and really all around, but his specialty is goose and snow geese. He got some leases and things, and I've been seeing him post for, for years. I mean, I've been seeing him always posting stuff, and everyone knows me. Like, I'm not the guide outfitter type person, you know, just because – yeah, not, not saying I'm better or anything, but my experience level is like if I don't know it, I'll learn it. I do a lot of public land hunting. I hunt out of state all the time with literally zero to no knowledge of the area, and I enjoy that. But I also like to be efficient and, and smart with my money. So, you know, when he said, you know, hey, for a couple hundred bucks, you guys can come out here and literally shoot a mad amount of snow geese and you know oh, have yeah. a good time and a good setting and we're going to be with a group of friends and 
you know, that just really intrigued me. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm definitely going to do it, not just to support small business, but why not get my feet wet with someone that really, I mean, this guy fills up truckloads. <laughs> at a time, well, that's what so. I was gonna say. You can definitely tell he knows what he's doing. You can, um, you can. Some people can fake it, and I'm telling you, other people can't. This guy, like, I mean, I've literally seen pictures with two pack, pickup trucks backed up, and it's stacked all the way to the cab with with geese. Oh yeah. Well, the cool, the the crazy thing about it is too. I know we talked about it before, with the hunt lake stuff, is like you might not think that you have something to offer, but you definitely do. Mm-hmm. Because, like, in my area, I'm only maybe at about an hour and a half away. But in the hour and a half, I don't get snow geese. That's just not – I'm not in the flyway for it. And a lot of people don't, which is awesome. So, like, he might not have, not have thought that you don't get snow geese, but – or, you know, that might, people might not want to do it, or a lot of people do. And, like, look at me. I'm only an hour and a half away. I've been, I've been bleeding to go hunt for snow geese. I've been wanting to for years, and now this is finally my opportunity. Yeah, and I'm glad we were able to make it work where, like, we didn't, you know, at first it kind of was like, hey, maybe me and you. And then we're like, well, let's see how many people he can do. And he's like, I can do, like, six or seven people to have a real good time and, and put you guys on them. I'm like, well, I don't want to get too crazy with a huge, huge group because I want that, you know, I want to be able to have conversations with each person and we catch up and talk service side and really network. And when you got, like, 20 people there, it's kind of hard to do that. Um, to give everybody that attention, but you know we got us a, a solid group of freaking killers that are that are going oh, on yeah. this, and everyone that I know that's on the trip is super super cool. Let me see if I can remember them all. We got Damien, so Damien's Damien's awesome. Um, we got uh, he's been a member for almost a year now. I think he joined around the same time as you. We have Grant. Okay. Grant's an OG. He's been in probably longer than me. Um, super awesome guy. We have. Uh, who else we got? Sean. It's going. So not Sean. only is Sean a member, um, he owns Northern Timber Outfitters, but he also is one of our partners. You know, he's a small business owner. Uh, yes. Makes calls and stuff. So we have him. Um, who else we have? We have a, a chick from Florida that's coming. Yeah, yeah. He he said that she's from Florida. I actually uh, after he mentioned her, I looked up her stuff, and she's she's kills the ducks, man. Which which is cool. I've been you know I've been looking up all these guys that. Cause I don't know. I don't know anybody besides you. So I'm just, you know, trying to see what everybody's about. And, uh, she looks like a killer. I can't wait to meet. I honestly, I can't wait to meet everybody, but I also can't wait to meet, wait to meet her because, oh, yeah. you know, she looks like she kills the birds. So well, I can't, for you know, sure, for sure. bro. And I'm be being from Florida psh, networking right there because I'm just getting into waterfowl. So what better way than hook up with somebody that kind of knows what they're going. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. Well, that's a weird thing. Like I, I've always like, you know, with waterfowl, I tell people all the time who are a hardcore deer and turkey guys. And when you start talking about waterfowl, you, a lot of guys like to turn up their nose and almost like, yeah, you know, it's not for me. But once you get people out there for that first time, it's you hooked up because it's just so fun. I mean, waterfowl all around the board when it comes to geese, ducks, sea ducks, it doesn't matter. I mean, that's just a really fun sport. And, you know, when it comes to camaraderie, it's, it's, you can't beat it. Honestly, it's a lot of fun. You can't. And you know, what's crazy is I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, I've been a hunter my whole life. I mean, literally wearing three times size overalls, young kid following (laughs) grandpa before I even, even thought about 
putting a gun behind my shoulder. I would go with my grandpa, both my grandparents actually. Uh, my dad didn't hunt much, but um, and my uncle, he would always take me. But, you know, we never talked about duck. We never mentioned duck. I remember being in my teenage years and Duck Dynasty came out and I seen that. And, and even then, it never tickled my fancy. Like, I never was like, oh my gosh, I got to go do this right now. It never once tickled my fancy until I joined Service Side. I was a member for a few years, had a guy in North Florida. He's like, man, you know, you, you ever teal hunted? And I'm like, teal, what, like the color? He's like, no, no, like, like, you know, it's, the bird. A, it's a, duck. a duck. And I'm like, no, I haven't. He goes, oh my gosh, man. He's like, you know, me at the time I was a regional director for service side and he was for Florida. He's like, come over, man. He's like, let's get you on some ducks. You know, I want you to, to see what it's about. I was like, cool, man. I was like, I'll film it. I went over there met him. His name was LJ. And, uh, man, dude, I tell you what, I, it, not only the cuisine of it. So, you know, he made like mm. bacon wrapped teal. I mean, we had, um, you know, uh, you know, where he'd cook it, like how a steak is, you know, things like that. He'd grill it, um, different, different options. We had a stir fry one night with it. Um, I was there for like three days and, and he's about two hours from me. And I tell you what, man, it completely changed my, not even changed my outlook. I won't even say that. It just opened my eyes to like. Oh my gosh, what am I missing? It, it was so much that I have a, a GNU. I'm actually fixing it up, getting it ready. And this year, I'm primarily going to do a little more waterfowl than, than I am whitetail. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I, because uh, in my area, everything is so close together and a lot of seasons overlap. I'm, I'm just constantly torn. I'm like, oh, maybe I should do ducks today. Maybe I should do geese today. Maybe I should do, you know, deer. You know, it's, it's a constant battle in my mind of like, what am I going to hunt today? Where am I going to go? And stuff like that. Like watching the weather hour by hour, just seeing what I can do. And you know, it's, it's but it's a good, it's a good problem to have. I'd say. No. Yeah, it definitely is. And, and you know, I don't want to want to think that I don't like white tail deer hunting because to me, I love my white tail deer hunting. Don't get me wrong. That's that the, that's the first love of hunting besides squirrel hunting. So the second love, cause squirrel hunting will always be the first, um, yeah. But like you said, that camaraderie behind it, like, man, when we went, we were we were eating food that we had cooked the night before, you know, just eating it cold out the bag. We were, you know, you can drink coffee in the stands. You can, I'm sure you can do that with deer hunt too. I don't, um, you know, I'm real, real, yeah. uh, you know, when it comes to my scent, I'm a real stickler, but um, that's just because a deer here, a stick breaks the wrong way. They freaking are change their pattern. So, you know, no I don't, doubt. you know, I don't, you know, you can drink coffee in the stand you know, it's just, or in the, in the blind, things like that. And there was one negative I didn't like, and that was trudging through that swamp water and water moccasins being everywhere. <laughs> that was the only thing the the first morning, it was like five in the morning when we went and all you heard, man, we're walking and I'll be honest with you. It was early. You know, I was only a little bit through my coffee and I had my yeah. head down was just kind of, you know, trudging through the knee deep water with my head down and all I heard was a loud shotgun go off. Dude, it's pitch blackout. It's like 5 in the morning. And I'm like, what yeah. the? You know, I jump. I'm like, my ears are ringing. I'm like, what happened? Freaking water moccasin right in front of uh, one of the guys that was walking. And then LJ ended up seeing it and shot it. Um, was coming oh, wow. right towards him. Actually, he said it had hit the guy's chest and kind of bounced off. And, like, I guess, like, Oof. got into striking position. And he yeah. freaking blasted it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he freaking blasted it right then and there. And, you know, oh, normally yeah. I don't, you know, I leave him alone. But in that instance, it was like if he didn't shoot it, the guy was going to get bit. He was just, oh, the guy yeah. was within striking distance. 
the 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 uh, the water moccasin was already agitated because he'd already bumped into the guy's chest in the water. So it was one yeah. of those situations where it was like, you know, it wasn't we walked up on it and we decided to shoot it. We normally would just kind of scoot him off and get him out of there. But yeah, in this um, case, <laughs> in this case, it had to go and uh, oh, it flew yeah. up in the air, came down. We ended up throwing it in the bushes, and I, I mean, it was a dude. They they're monsters down here. You ride them things like a horse, dude. They're Oh my goodness, dude! They're they are some big oh, yeah. boys. I have oh, I've definitely talked to my buddies up here about duck. You know, my, a couple of my buddies who duck hunt with me up here, and I, I'm always saying like, I don't know if I live down south, if I would do as much in the water walking through duck hunting. And I we mean, because gators, I, we got gators well, too. That was my main thought, and you know, <laughs> I, I talked to a guy from Florida who duck hunted and stuff like that, and I was like, man, I'm like, how how bad is it with the gators? He was, and he was, he let me down on, you know, on the info. And he's like, I'm not even worried about the gators. He's like, well, you just mentioned, he's like, it's more the snakes, it's the snakes than the gators. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh, I didn't even think about the snakes. Most of the time, man, and this is what I noticed, because I'm a, I'm a big public land hunter down here. When I do, we do hunt private, but it's mainly for hogs and turkeys. But when it comes to deer, I'm in almost like kind of like an orange grove farming community. Um, so I'm a little bit outside of Tampa, but it's nothing but cow fields and orange groves where I'm at. So there's yeah. not a lot of deer. I don't know if it's because a lot of people say it's because of the interstate. They have a big wall up. Other people say, you know, the, the farmers just wiped them out because they didn't want their crops to, you know, in Florida, it's like your crops do bad. Like it, it can, it can, it can make or break you. So, um, yeah. you know, it's just too hot down here and you, you really only get one chance. Um, but he, uh. There ain't much deer, so you got to go to public land, and I'll canoe in, and I have never once, my girl is always like, oh my gosh, gators, because I'll take pictures of them, or one will come up beside me in the canoe or something, but they yeah. never mess with you, man. Like, I mean, I've had some 16, 20-foot gators, literally, oh, i got to squeeze by them in the canoe, and I'm, I mean, he does one lunge, he's on me. I mean, it's that yeah. close. Never once had an issue. If they ain't sunning. They see you. They get out of there, man. They they go under the water. You can see the bubbles. Like they, they don't want nothing to do with you. I've went out during mating season, fishing, walked up on them, and there's times where they won't move and they kind of stand their ground. But that's yeah. the extent of it, and never once. But I tell you what, man, these snakes whole different ball game, dude. Yeah, I don't I you know because you got the you got venomous snakes down there. Dude, like, I would, what yeah. we got, bro. Like we, you know, we get a hurricane that comes to a pet store, and we've got a new evasive species out. You know, we got pythons. We, you know, I've seen I've seen crazy stuff, man. I always tell people the prettier the prettier it looks down here when it comes to bugs and snakes and stuff, the probably the more venomous it is. And just step back. Yeah, <laughs> the more deadly it is, definitely. Yeah, because you guys got crazy weather down there. You never know what's what's gonna come out. I mean, it's it's. I'll tell you what it is right now. It's uh, it's ninety six degrees and it's ten fifty eight in the morning. Oh my god! Don't rub it in, why don't you? I mean, yeah, but good <laughs> lord, man, I'm sweating just sitting here in my office at the window just because in the AC is on like sixty nine, just because of the freaking sun beating through the window. No, it's beautiful though. I mean, honestly, like like I seen pictures that you were posting last year of of hunting, and I'm like, man, I mean, it's beautiful, but it looks like hired hunts because it's 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 completely foreign to me, being from you know Western New York. Usually, when it's hunting season, it's it's cold. Right, and that or that's you know? when people actually want to go is when they start feeling that cold weather because you know the quote unquote it makes the deer move. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, and it, it does. I mean, that first cold snap, especially if it's if it's kind of warm through both season. Once that first cold snap comes through, them deer are moving. 
Yeah, we don't have we don't have that luxury, unfortunately. When it we get some cold snaps, and and I've always heard people say like, "Oh, the deer are gonna start moving." There's a cold front coming in, which our cold front's like fifty, you know, low sixties. Yeah. It's not it's not a cold front. Um, it's where you can actually go out and like wear like a button up, and when you're sitting down in the stand, not going into it, but um, yeah, man, we don't our deer don't. Uh, the weather i don't think the weather affects them too much when it comes to temperature now it affects them bedding down but you know it, florida's weird man and the guys that come down here will see it it is not like anywhere else where you know that's why you don't see meat eater in florida hunting public land and you don't see yeah. michael waddell and all them why you think there ain't no florida or southern deer hunting is because there's no rules when it comes to these animals they Dude, I've seen hogs out at two thirty in the afternoon, a hundred degrees outside. A big, yeah. big black hog, three hundred pound hog, just sitting there in the sun, eating out of a field. I've seen, uh, you know, turkey sit in the roost till ten, eleven o'clock in the morning, and then go back to the roost at five and be there till you know, don't get dark till eight. You know, I've seen uh, deer not get up until midday. I've seen deer only get up in the morning and the evenings. It's it's so much. It's like each deer I pattern or go after, I have to go after that specific individual deer, and then when I go after another one, I switch it up. <laughs> it's, it's, it definitely sounds a lot harder down where you are than most places who can, where you can pattern, where you can pattern, especially deer, a little bit easier. You know, and a lot of people say, oh, the pressure. You know what, man? I don't even think it's the pressure because I'll be honest with you. I hunt a lot of public land. Man, it is rare that I tell you what I run into someone so let like where I don't run into people that when I actually do run into someone we actually have like a 20, 30 minute conversation because I don't run into people at all ever. I've ran into hmm. I've lived in Florida for almost ten years now. I've lived here nine years. I've ran actually ran into two people when I've actually been in the swamp hunting, and um, it's because I got near a, a trail. Um, yeah, and they were, and it was during turkey season. I've never ran into anyone deer hunting. Oh yeah, we well we had that's that's crazy to me. It was like we have a piece of public land over here. It's it's pretty decent size. It's called the uh, Alabama Swamps in Alabama, New York. And uh, there is, it's low. I mean, when it's opening day of deer season, you might see thirty people walking through the woods. It's loaded. Really? It's a lot. Oh yeah, and 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 the thing about it is, you have to be on top of your game i mean because from personal experience i you're supposed to the, you know the vec in our area has rules where you have to wear you know a certain amount of orange or you know and you have to be visible right. especially because on public land um but i have seen people wearing all brown carhartt hat jacket bibs walking through the woods on opening day of deer season and i'm like oh my god i'm like you're just asking for it buddy like i don't know what you're thinking but oh yeah i mean and this is it's not only one time i've seen it i've seen it almost probably half a dozen times where a guy's just wearing a brown coat walking through the wood i'm like oh my god what a bad idea no man that's dude i remember one time i was in virginia and uh, i'm from virginia from the blue ridge mountains and, and appalachian mountains and um dude i seen that one time i was hunting it was the overlap of bow and i was in the army um and i came home for a little bit was like i'm gonna go hunting uh, went and got my license from Walmart and, and went out there. At that time, I don't know how it is now in Virginia, but you would buy like your tag and you get like a bear tag and you get like two turkey tags. And it was all on the same license over the counter. In Florida, you pick it and fill up your cart individually, but um, that's how the tags were. And so I had a bear tag and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go out there and bear hunt. 
literally saw a guy. He was far. He was like three, 400 yards from me. I, I saw him. He didn't see me. And I was probably 19, 20 years old, and he had a black hoodie on. And I'm like, dude, oh you look like a bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially 300 yards away. Dude, oh, I'm yeah. like, you look like a freaking bear. And luckily, you know, I looked at him through binoculars. I looked at him through my scope. Um, but I was looking, and I was just like, this guy, like, what would possess you to be, whether you're hiking, walking your dog, whatever, yeah. man, like, you got to be vigilant. Like, you got to. You know, oh, yeah. that's where accidents come from. It's it's usually from what is it? It's miss. Uh, uh, it's you know, misinterpretation. Yep. You know, and that's that's the thing. I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna say I was looking at the guy through binoculars. I was looking at the guy through my scope. Oh, and man. the thing about it is, is if I was a younger hunter or maybe an older guy with some bad eyes or something like that, that guy would have been shot. But in my head, I knew. Wait, I hit an opening. Like, yeah, I, I usually hunt the same area in the public land. Um, if I go there, now I got like a piece of private land just because that place has got overrun. But I knew that I have two openings for if a deer hits that spot, I can visually see it's a deer, know it's a deer, then take the shot. So I waited until that person got to the opening and then I realized it was a person. If I was maybe a younger guy first year out, yeah, older guy with bad eyes, they might have taken that shot through that little bit of brush and that would have been it. I mean, I know I I see people, you know, on on, on Facebook and see you on know, social media all the time, like, oh, you know, maybe take that brush shot if Send you see it. Like, yeah, we bad were, idea. Yeah. You know, and I, I remember one time we you know, I used to be a I've tried to chill out a little bit with it, but you know, when it comes to safety and it comes to being ethical and it comes to things like that, I I'll be that butthole. Like I don't care if someone gets mad at me. I don't care yeah. if I get in trouble with my company I work with. You know, when it comes to that stuff, there should be a zero tolerance because that's why accidents happen is because someone's doing something like that. And I, I've tried to relax a little bit um, as okay. far as not care, not so much not caring. Um, but when I get on people, I try to make it more of a like private conversation instead of like busting them out on Facebook and being like, yeah. you're an idiot. Don't do that. You know, I'll message yeah, no them privacy, you know, but Man, I just do not get it. I've heard it all the time. Send it or or shoot yeah. it through the brush or whatever. And I'm like, okay, so what's going to happen when you're in a situation like what you were in where you thought it yeah. was a deer until it was 100 yards or less away? Then what yeah, happens not, when you, you know, I, this isn't. Yeah, you go to walk up on it and now there's a guy laying there. Yeah, and how are you going to feel? Know. And I'm not sugarcoating it, man. How are you going to feel when that happens? And, I, and this isn't to take a shot at anyone that that's happened to. I'm not here. We're not here to bash you. But good Lord, man, like. Uh, gun safety is the easiest thing you can do you know what you do you don't pull the trigger until you know exactly what it is if i don't know what it is man i don't care if it's a 200 inch deer you know how many big deer that i've let walk quote unquote let walk because i didn't couldn't identify it and i didn't have that good shot way oh, too yeah. many to count man way too many i let to i let deer walk all the time for shots that i know people would take like especially if it's bow season and i only have a frontal shot I let that deer walk because I want I want that broadside shot. And I hope I don't offend you know, anyone by saying this, but I'll take you know this is the way I look at it. It's respect in yourself as a hunter, and it's respect for the game animal. That's literally what it boils down to. If you're taking those yes. shots, I don't know I don't know the person. I'm not going to sit here and make fun of them. That's not what this this episode's about. What I yeah. will say that if you're doing that, you're only worried about yourself. You're only worried about what you're getting. 
you know, you could care less about conservation. I'm just going to say it. I mean, it, that, that is what it is. It's spades a spade. Oh, yeah. Like, if you're taking those type of shots. Now, if you physically see the animal physically walk into the brush, you've already identified it. You see him walking around. You see him maybe come out and go back in. That's a whole different. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's coming towards you like what you said. Yeah. And you thought it was. Um, I thought it was a deer but it was it was a guy wearing around, the same around, color right. brown <laughs> as he, I mean, it was full it was full brown full uh, Carhartt hat bibs jacket brown as brown can be I was like oh my god this guy is in danger you yeah. know but gosh man but, almost makes me want to like stop my hunt and be like what are you thinking bro <laughs> oh I, I honestly if he was gonna walk towards me I but he was on like the other side of a creek so oh, I okay. would have I really wanted to but I was like oh, I can't get to him. You know, but, you know, it was, is what it was. Actually, the end of the day, I seen him in the DEC, had him pulled to the side. I think they were probably writing him a ticket. because Good, he, man. He, he, he needs it, bro, because, gosh, well, you know, I'll move on from this because, I, like I said, I always keep these podcasts super positive. But, gosh, if, yeah. you're, if you're a new hunter or you're having vision problems, you know, we've all been there. You know, I my vision's gotten bad over the years, and I've had to get it corrected. So if that's the case, like, you know, respecting yourself, respecting the animal, like make sure you're identifying yeah. it because I, you're going to get that chance again. I promise you, you will get another chance. If you get out, you will get another chance. Um, Absolutely. You know, so don't, don't risk it. You know, you don't, no. you don't want to be one of those statistics of X amount. And we've already got enough people on us with weapons right now and guns. Like why add to it? You know? Well, that's what I'm going to say. I mean, straight from, straight from me, straight from your cousin Vinny. I mean, we, every hunter, <laughs> Every sportsman out there, we are an ambassador for our sport. We already have enough people out there who have bad of a bad image, bad light, and give people a bad image. We don't need any more people to help that side. Yep, yep, yeah. for sure, man. And you know what? That's why that's one good thing I love about service side is you know everyone that's in it. You know, it's rare that I see someone doing something where I'm like, that's a no no. You know, it's I yeah. can name one or two instances, and this is before I even worked here. And half the time, man, they're probably just cutting up and joking, you know. So, you know, I, I got a sense of humor, man. I was in the military. Sometimes it's even a dark sense of humor. But, you know, you can always <laughs> tell the difference when someone's cutting up and when someone's yeah. like, no, I'm serious. I'm a straight killer. I shoot through the brush all the time. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you see it. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I tell you what, that's the, that's the great thing about, like I said, I've said it once, I'll say it again. That's the great thing about this company. It's a great group of guys. And, you know, so I'm a proud, proud member, field staff member of this group. And that's why I'll stay with this group is because, you know, everybody seems to be pretty awesome on here. And, you know, you're awesome, and everybody who runs it is awesome. So, oh, I mean, man, we, I, got, I, we got a lot more coming, too, man. We got some good stuff, but I'm excited for this hunt, man. I'm excited to get with you and Grant and Damien and Sean and, and everyone me else. Me, too. Coming, I, dude. It's gonna be I can't wait to meet everybody, honestly, and get in. in oh, man, it's going to be a riot, and, and hopefully everybody's ready. Here, This is this is my <laughs> shout-out to all you guys. You, you guys better get up on it because I don't want to be starting to add birds to your guys' limit. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be like, hey, man, let me help out with this limit <laughs> oh yeah like oh this guy can't shoot today hold on a minute he only got two That's no we funny. gotta beef that up a little bit. <laughs> I, I remember growing up man and i'll say it now hopefully it's a statue of limitations here <laughs> but, but growing up man i remember my grandpa doing that like i'd have two squirrels he'd have his six i think it was six at the time it was either six yeah. or eight 
and he'd be like, here, man, put these in your pocket. I'll be right back. <laughs> and he'd, he'd go down the ridge and, and finish up our limit, and we'd get back to the truck. He'd be like, all right, we got all 12 of our squirrels. Let's go. And I'm sitting uh, here like, dang, Grandpa, like, I was supposed to do that. He's like, oh, no, we're good. We're following the rules. <laughs> you yeah. were taking too long. <laughs> you, were ta- you were taking too long. Grandpa's ready to go get some chicken from the gas station. Need a cup, oh, yeah, need a would... cup of black coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm excited. I can't wait for it's it, honestly. Fun, I mean, it's it's my first hunt length, so, I mean, I'm, I'm tickled about oh, it. I can't dude, wait. Hunt lengths are the best, man. I've... Even before I became a, a you know an employee here, I that was one reason I joined Surfside. The, the great thing about a hunt link is, so you get to talk to the people and get to know them, kind of like how what we've done. You text every once in a while, you message, and then when you finally make it happen, dude, every hunt link I've ever been on, we have had so much fun. I've been on some where we absolutely drop bodies, dude. We catch fish. I went with some turkey hunt with this one guy one time, killed a turkey in the morning literally went to the truck i had a cooler of ice we put the turkey in the cooler put it in the in the back seat shut the shut the truck up went back out fishing we had the fishing poles on the back of the truck uh here in florida you keep a pole in the truck at all times so i i literally grabbed my box we walked this thin little creek man pulled our pants up took our shirts off walked all the way up this creek for a couple miles fished for bluegill filled our pockets up we're literally shoving them in our pockets came back to the truck, put him in the cooler. You can catch like 30 apiece here. Um, oh, yeah. Caught some more. I told him to get his fishing license. It was like for three days. It was like seven bucks or something. Um, oh, you can beautiful. literally do it online on your phone. It takes like 30 seconds. So that's a great thing about Florida is with our FWC site, we were turkey hunting and he didn't have a fishing license. As soon as I was like, you want to go fishing? It took just 30 seconds, dude, to get on this phone. Him, He already had an account made because he had his turkey license. So all he had to do was add the $7 license to his cart. We went and fished, ended up bass fishing the next day. Like, it was just, it, like with a hunt link, it was just, there was so much opportunity, and we had such a great time. We shot from the hip. We didn't even plan to go fishing. Um, oh, yeah. So, you know, we might drop our birds, and we might end up, I'll have a kid, so I won't make any promises yet, but we might end up getting <laughs> into something else. Yeah, who knows? I mean, honestly, like, oh, well, it's going to be in March. I mean, so yeah, hot, I have to see what's right? running in March. Could be, could be, could be catching some uh, late season steelies if the creeks are open or maybe get some salmon in. You oh, never know. Man. Well, I tell you what, when we come up, my girl's got family there, too, where we're going to be hunting. So, you know, she's going to be taking the baby to the family and everyone wants to meet them. So I think I might have a little little time to slip under the old radar there. <laughs> <laughs> it's always nice. I need a little bit of time. You're going to find out. It's it's precious. Let me yeah, tell you that. Yeah, for sure, man. And that's why I haven't made any solid. This hunt's a solid one. And then I plan on in November. And usually for everyone that don't know, I do six to eight of these hunt links a year. I usually have three or four people come down and I usually go to usually three or so people a year, roughly three or four. It all depends. Um, depends, you know, how close they are. Like Andy's in Georgia. So I'm sure I'll scoot up there. You know, he's like three or four hours away. So that's, that's quick. I can do that in a weekend, but, um, you know, we have a lot of Georgia guys actually, but I'm also wanting to go to Minnesota. Uh, I've been talking to a member for gosh, probably about three or four years now named Greg. And he lives in Minnesota. and we, I mean, we correspond, dude, just like me and you do. We message yeah. all the time. He's one of us. He's cool, man. He's one of those guys that you want to get with. But um, he's been trying to get me to go up there. Well, I was looking at plane tickets. Ended up getting a $200 plane ticket. So I went ahead and tentatively planned it for a three-day weekend and, uh, you know, looked at the licenses and stuff. And, and I'm going to try to get up there. But those are the only two I have, like, in 
solid lock um, at this point. But once that baby gets here, I'll be able to hopefully add a few more. Oh yeah, well you'll know more too once once the once the kid gets here, you know. Yeah, kid, every kid's cool, different. Man. Yeah, my girl's cool too. Like it'll be a you take this three day weekend and I got the next one. She loves to travel. Her and her friends like to go do things and do brunch and all that other stuff. So you know it'll be easy for me to be like, hey, I'll get them this weekend. You go to your friends, <laughs> go get a hotel room, go get a petty, go to brunch, all oh, this yeah. other stuff. No baby, no baby stuff. I'll take care of it, and then come hunting season, I'm gonna cash those chips in, bro. Fume, <laughs> I'm gone. Oh yeah, like, I do. I do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, which is compromising, gonna, bro. It's the. It's that's the, all it is, dude. I tell that's you all what, it is when it comes to kids. I, I know this is about hunting and whitetail theories, but you know, relationship advice, compromise, bro. <laughs> it will save you a ton. <laughs> <laughs> oh it will save you oh, everything oh yeah if you can compromise just remember the off season is for the old ladies and the hunting season could be for you more well but. you know me and my girl were laying in bed this morning right before i got up and started rolling for the day and it was hilarious man because i was talking about going out and shooting my bow i was like man i gotta, I gotta go on the partner website here and get me a cheap cheap target and start go ahead and start uh warming up she's like hunting season just ended in in uh april 28th She's like, you can't give me these two months. And I was like, oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. It's just whole, uh, I work in the hunting industry. I love hunting. Yeah. Uh, it's just never ending for me. That's always what's on my brain. <laughs> oh, yeah, which is awesome. I mean, you got you got the best of it, you know what I mean, which is because you work in the industry and you're a hunter and you're evident. So, I mean, it's, it's hardly ever leaves your brain at this point. It, it's hard, man. And, you know, especially bow hunting, like, I like to stay honed in. You know, even if I just fling yeah. six arrows real quick, I just, I it, it's not even so much for, to me, like, yeah, you can practice a lot, but, I mean, you breathe wrong, you're going to miss. So, with mm. me, it's like, it's just more so confidence. Like, I'm like, oh, bullseye six times, I'm good to go, and then I'll do it again next week. And, yeah. It's just a confidence. I feel like when I have that confidence and I'm like, man, I was hitting that target, I feel like I'm going to make a, a pretty decent shot. And 99% of the time I do, I, I wounded a deer last year and had to put another arrow in her. But, man, it's rare that that happens. So No, but it does happen. I mean, it definitely does happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, I mean, gosh, they flinch, man. Oh, man, <laughs> they, you hit a twig hear, you don't see, yeah, you know. Yeah, you hit a twig, they flinch. They they do the um uh the pounce the little pounce thing they do oh yeah um uh, maybe they might buck up a little bit you never know yeah I know that but man I tell you what confidence goes a long way and and that's that's something that I like to do in the summer because it's hot man it's oh, sweaty yeah. you're uncomfortable it's not enjoyable you're not gonna be out there drinking beer and having fun I'm gonna tell you that yeah. like it's hot <laughs> so I got, that's crazy to me I can I couldn't imagine just hunting bow hunting with the heat like that like oh man. You get sweaty. You gotta get man. right on them deer. I tell like, you what, like, I change my clothing. So I wear my dry fit out there, and then I usually take it off and put my wet shirt in a, a Ziploc baggie and put it in my in my bag. And then I put a fresh. I take a towel. I wipe the sweat off, and then when I climb up in the tree, I'll put my clothes on. I got you. That's kind of the best kind of the thing I do too. I mean, because even though it's cold, where the way I gotta walk, it's such a far way. Because I like to get past where everybody is. You know what I mean? Right. I like to get deep. So I'll just keep very thin layers. I mean, it's cold when you start off, but by the time you get to the tree stand, you're sweating. Dude, I tell you, you what, know. that's one thing I love about northern hunting, though, is we don't have that here. Like, because when I turkey hunt, I don't use a flashlight. I could do in the dark, and 
I try to pick routes where I can see and get my eyes adjusted. And, you know, people come down, they're like, dude, you're crazy. Like, you need to put a flashlight. I'm like, nah, man, like the birds, they know. Like, they'll see you. They're, these public land birds do not make it easy. I'm like, if no. we can get in here without a light and couldn't, we're in the just stay in the middle of the creek. We'll be all right. Gators ain't yeah. going to do nothing. But yeah. up north, dude, sure. I love that. I love being able to walk in the dark. When I was in Ohio this year, every morning we were walking in the dark to our yeah. stand, and it was far. And I was like, I just had to cut the light on, on the red light on, just across the creek um, because I didn't have waders. I had boots on. I didn't want to get wet, and uh, which I'm glad I didn't because it ended up snowing that day. Uh, but, dude, it was – I love that about up north, how you can actually, like, walk into the darkness without being, like, scared you're going to step on an eight-foot gator or <laughs> – Oh yeah, that's the. I mean, that's a good thing. At least we don't have anything that's gonna sneak up on you and hurt you too bad. Nest of water. My, I mean, even the pigs, man. Pigs, they hear you walking. They don't care. They don't care, man. They ain't taking off. Oh. You walk up on one that's got piglets, or you walk up on a boar that's feeling frisky, man. They come after you. Oh, yeah. That's the that that's the next hunting lake that I want to go on. I want to come down with you and get at some pigs. I know oh, it might man. not be big for you, but. For me, I've never done it, and that seems fun, and I want to get on one. Oh, dude, yeah, we'll definitely make that happen. Uh, pigs down here is, is like deer for you guys up north on, on private land and stuff. It's, dude, down here with the lamb we have, we can go out any time of day and kill them. I mean, gosh, I just put some, you know, we really want to spice it up. We'll lay a bag of corn down and freaking, I've been trying to keep them away from our turkey plots, but we'll go to another part of the property and throw some corn down and freaking, they'll come out in droves and we'll just drill them, dude. Oh, no way. Oh, my gosh, man. Well, shoot as quick as you can and as many as you can. That's the rule. Like, shoot as many as you can. (laughs) We'll we'll get the kill shots in. Just drop them and and get as many as you can because not only do they destroy freaking everything, but we'll, we'll be able to, you know, do plenty with the meat. Oh yeah, but I tell you what, you know what's been, you know what's been uh, a, a big problem in our, in, well at least in my area lately that I, growing up wasn't as bad, and, and I know they've always been around, but lately I've just noticed an uptick in their population, is uh, beavers. Really, beavers, man, they've been they've been out here like crazy, and they've been, they're getting big. I, like the one I just seen last year probably looked like a good 40 pound beaver he was a monster hey, well you know why man it's because it's just like down here with like possums and raccoons people do not freaking kill them anymore it's just because of the fur i'm like screw those fur prices man just kill them because for one they're gonna deprimate your turkey population i don't know how beavers oh, yeah. are but um you know i'm sure they do their fair share of damage too well, they just take down so many trees, and then they just, you know, they make these dams, and just because in their brain, it's just to make a dam. They don't realize what they're doing. They're making ponds behind the dam, and it's taking away a lot of uh, habitat. Dang. Well, but you just started trapping, nasty. didn't you? Yeah, well, that's the thing. In New York, we don't have a beaver season, but you could trap beaver. Hmm. So now I'm going to get actually and start trapping them because uh, – I mean, they're 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 a big they're a big problem, and and they kill people. I didn't know that, what? but be, like, like yeah, a guy just died a couple days ago in uh oh man, I can't think I can't think of it. Maybe Montana it was, but got killed by a beaver, and that it's not the first case I've heard. Like you fly fisherman. Tell me how, what what's the story on that one? A guy was fly fishing, walking by the creek, uh-huh. and the bank was high, almost neck level. And he was down in the creek. The beaver was on top of the bank, rushed him over the bank, and bit him right in the neck. 
Oh, and hit hit an artery or something? Yeah, hit the artery, hit the jugular vein, killed him. Dude, whoo, man, that's oh, yeah. rough. Getting too close to, I guess it's, it's uh, they probably have like, what do they have, pups or something? Uh, you know, I don't know what their, I don't know what their babies are called, but yeah, they, you know, they're in the dam and, Dang. oh yeah, but actually here's a, here's a crazy fact for you. I mean, for the guys who, uh, who celebrate Lent for, you know, Catholic church and stuff like that, that is the only meat that you could eat that the Catholic church recognizes on Lent, during Lent, really? on Good Friday. I was actually going to ask they're aquatic. Yep, because they're aquatic, you can actually eat beaver on good friday instead of just if you don't like fish and you can have access to beaver you could eat beaver i mean and they're they're delicious well that's what i wanted to ask you what, what do you do like what, i mean obviously you know you can you can do the fur and stuff but what do you how do you cook that up is it like what kind of texture of meat is it um it's almost honestly it's almost kind of like a like if you like i slow cook it you could slow cook the legs and um, you could actually do the tail i mean the tail is more or less just fat in there but um during like the mountain man days you know prior to you know when, when, prior to when people don't know like everybody thinks like the old days is the western days but prior to those days like the cowboy days was the mountain man days the trapper days so back in those days people used to love to eat beaver because there was so much fat in them tails and it's still and it's really delicious but like how i cook them is uh you just take the legs put them in a crock pot and then they almost kind of turn out to be Kind of like a uh, like a pot roast almost. Okay, that's that's kind of what yeah. I thought. I was like, it'd have to be like like a roast or like a. Yeah, and they're 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 really good. And that tail, you can you know cut that cut that uh the scale off that tail and actually cook it. I know it's only a ball of fat, but if you cook it, it's like almost like a beaver bacon, and it's pretty delicious. Oh man, dang! I'm gonna have to do that. That's that's crazy. They're getting so. Over- no, I mean obviously you just said they don't have a season except for trapping. We all know ain't yeah. many people. You know, I, I ain't many people out there trapping much anymore. And the ones that are, are keeping it kind of to themselves, probably loving it because they don't have as much competition. But <laughs> uh, you know, with these beavers, like I mean, why why would they not have a season for that? Did they almost go like? Did they get pawned down pretty hard? Or- yeah, I, you know, at one point they almost went. Uh, you know, damn near extinct. I mean, because they were they were you know they were preyed on by us you know pretty heavy i mean people used to trap trap them pretty frequently just because the price was so high um not really for meat but just because the price of their fur was so high that they almost kind of got wiped off out of north america but now they kind of went protected and now they're open just for trapping season at least in our area Hmm. um and now their numbers are exploding and now they're actually seeing them in weird places that you wouldn't think of like the Arctic circle because with the, with the melting and stuff like that, and that they're having like the warming up North, they're, they're posing a real big threat up North in the art, you know, up in the Arctic. Really? Well, you know, that's crazy. I mean, great. I love hearing the conservation win all day because Hey, overpopulation is very easy to fix. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. Underpopulation, not so much. Yes, that they that's what takes long overpopulation. You just open up a hunting season. Uh-huh. Open up a, or do yeah. you know a bounty or something and be like, hey, for two weekends only, you know, kill whatever amount of beavers. I mean, there's always oh, a way to. There's always you know what's that that saying? And uh, rather have uh, more than less kind of thing. You know, you can always <laughs> take away. You can't really add. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's something that was you know like a great, you know, great um, great example of that of. 
you know, how the conservation could come in and it could just bounce right back. But now it bounced back so far that, may, you know, they kind of got to get a little bit of a, of a check and balance for them. Now, without spilling the secret sauce here, and, and I'm glad kind of like with this episode, we, we kind of went down that route of like the differences between Florida and New York. I wasn't expecting that, but I love that. But if I was to come up there and do a hunt link, that'd be one I want to do would, would be like, let's go freaking on a weekend and try to get as many beavers as we can trapping. But do you trap like public land, private land? Like how does that work? I, I mean, obviously I don't expect you to like be like, oh yeah, I'm heading to whatever national forest doing it. You know, I don't want people listening to be up all no. up in your spots but no i mean honestly it's it's okay because trapping in my area and probably most of the country maybe out west a little bit more but at least in my area isn't too big mm. um so like i like right now i just started off trapping uh more land animals coyotes foxes uh raccoons possum and stuff like that but i'm doing um a pu- little bit of public and private um you can do public land but there's it, it's a lot of rules into it. They have to be marked a certain way. They have to be, you can only have so many traps out at a time. Um, New York state is, is a state where every trap public or private has to be checked every 24 hours. So that kind of poses a little bit of a problem. Like if you, you know, if you're, if you're a guy like me who has a family and a job and stuff like that, like you kind of want to keep it manageable because you know, you hear some of these guys like, Oh, I have a, a hundred trap trap line every 24 hours, you have to walk that trap line, mm. you know, and uh, it, it's, it's, it's definitely difficult, especially because we have the change in weather. Some days it's warm, some days it's cold, your traps might get frozen in the ground. Um, so, I mean, that, that definitely poses a threat. So it's, 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 it's a learning curve of mine too, because I'm just, I'm fresh into it. So I'm just learning, but there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different things to do and, and a lot of different traps and a lot of different trapping methods and stuff like that. But it's a, it's, I'm really happy about that. I went down this road because like it just expands it so much more. And I like to be the steward of my own land. Right. right. Like, you know, like my Turkey population isn't that great here, but I noticed ever since I started trapping that just game birds in general are starting to go up. Um, I'm not, I'm not losing as many chickens every year. I'll tell you that much just because I'm trapping. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome, man. And you know, uh, something good about that too. I mean, obviously being a good steward to, to conservation and stuff, but, um, like you said, like freaking conservation, like I know down here, um, after I talked to Austin, uh, Delaney from Masio Gamekeeper, we had a podcast a couple months ago and believe it or not, it, I, he's like, you know what the, the biggest, uh, killer and the biggest, uh, like issue with turkey conservation is and i'm over here thinking you know like we all hear it over hunting or um you know uh, coyotes is always gets the blame which you know obviously they're they're hitting it too but dude i've got trail camera pictures of coyotes literally eating corn or eating something off the ground and turkeys not even 20 feet away from them so it's not it's not always it's not always that um it was freaking possums and raccoons and he was like do you have a big population of coons i'm like dude we have hog traps down here if on the trail camera i look at the trail camera it literally looks like a rave inside the freaking pen they will we actually (laughs) had to put stuff on the top of the pens we had to curve it in because trying to trap them in there because it was so bad that they were coming in the pens and you'd have 15 literally bro you'd have 15 20 of them in a pen 
Oh my goodness. Eating up everything, you know, the scraps and stuff we throw in there for the pigs. And yeah. they would they would litter and the pigs ain't man, when you get fifteen, twenty coons up in a in a trap, pigs ain't getting trying to get up in there and fight for that mess. They ain't they just ain't. Big old boar coons, they ain't trying to deal with that. You know, hogs yeah. like easy meals. They're just gonna eat around it and the stuff that the coons drop. Um, but started started really targeting those more this year and I'm really excited to see what it does for the population. I tell you what, the more raccoons that you hit, because there's there's a lot of rac it's not like deer that have a certain population per area that can live comfortably. You can have a lot of coons in an area and they can live very comfortably. I'll just say my first year here trapping before I was keeping the furs and stuff like that, I was just nuisance trapping. So nuisance trapping is a little bit different than regular trapping season, but my nuisance trapping, I caught 40 of them within the month. And it was, there was more coming. It was to the point where I was coming home from work and each trap that I hit around my chicken coop was set and just boom, one, two, I was getting triples every day. Oh, it was getting bad. It was getting to the point where I was like, I was getting almost sick of coming home and seeing all raccoons. (laughs) You're getting off work and having to go back to work. (laughs) Oh yeah. I'm like, oh man. I'm like, every day I'm coming home and I'm like three raccoons again. I'm like, come on here. What's going on? I'm like, how many are really in this woods over here? It's. There's there's a ton more than I thought that can live in a little small patch of woods. I mean, I'm talking 30 acres here, and I'm I hit 40 of them in in a month. Now let me ask you, out of curiosity, do you have any creeks or rivers near you? Yeah, actually, right behind my house, I have the Erie Canal, oh, so that poses a problem too because they they run like not just raccoons, but a whole bunch of different animals run up and down that canal. So I got Fisher, uh, weasels fox coyotes whole bunch of different things every now and then i'll get a black bear not really that's more rare than anything right but you know more or less i mean you get like the the fisher cats that come through and those guys are, are really bad for the for my livestock yeah because i mean you got all kinds of stuff you got turkeys and chickens and and all kinds of stuff oh yeah right? oh yeah just the, you know i got the my royal palm turkeys um a whole bunch of chickens i had i had guinea hens but those all got killed um actually actually those didn't even get killed by anything ground those all got killed by the owl but oh, yeah ain't nothing Owls i could do bad. about that guy <laughs> yeah ain't nothing we can do about them or the hawks which you know what's crazy is a little rabbit hole but it was actually turkey hunting the last day of season it was april 28th it was literally the last day and i saw i don't i, I don't know what it was i didn't google it or anything i i really don't touch my phone too much when i'm hunting but um, it was. It looked like an eagle, but it was solid black, so like some type of falcon maybe or hawk, and it was the size of an eagle. It was the first time I'd ever seen that. Um, it was it was odd, man. And I'm sitting here like, there's another predator. Uh, oh, this yeah. thing would have easily taken a, a turkey, easily. Well, I start going into the hardwoods, and I start seeing white feathers all over the ground. I'm like, what is this? Well, I call them doo-doo birds, but there's these white birds that we have. Um, and they're all over the place. They walk around. They look like a flamingo, but they're white. <laughs> and I swear it must have killed one of them. I mean, it looked like a massacre. It looked like you would have, like, oh, plucked wow. a chicken. It was all over the place. And I'm sitting here like, well, that's what he just left this hardwood for. He must have just ate one. Um, oh, yeah. But, dude, that's that's insane, man. That's I want to get up there and trap. But I know with trapping, like, you might get a ton in one day, and then it might be, like, a week. But you said you have to check them every day. You have to check, every 24 hours. You have to check those traps. So I mean, if I That'd you know if cool. I start if I start my trap line at 7 a.m., that means by 7 a.m. the next day I have to be at that trap line. I mean, I do. 
it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I definitely get it with that. I'm not completely against that because it's like the older I get, man, I, I like to be humane with the animals I'm killing. And, you know, yeah. I, I just, you know, you don't want to kill, you know, I, I don't want something to, to suffer. or And I know the traps ain't like that anymore, but think about it. I mean, you got your arm in a trap for three days. You got oh, whatever yeah. you're about to, I mean, I'm going to chew it off it, eventually to get out of there. But <laughs> it's like, I, I can kind of see that. It's just, but then it is too. It's like a freaking huge inconvenience because like you said, you True. put them in at 7 a.m. You better be seven a.m. Seven a.m. the next day. Every day, every day, I have to be there at seven a.m. to check them. I mean, in some states, aren't like that. Some are every forty-eight hours, and that poses a problem too for us because, say, you're checking the traps, you want to kind of put them somewhere that you can see them and know where it is without actually going near it because you don't want your scent there every day. Right. So now you're, you know, you got to check traps every 24 hours, but now you don't want to have scent there. It's almost impossible. Like you have to trap somewhere where you could actually like see the trap. Like I put up a little, like a little ribbon flag and I could see it maybe 20 yards away, 30 yards away without actually going to that trap site. Hmm. That'd be something but, I'd love to set up with you, man. We'll, we'll have to, we'll have to talk about that once we, once I come up in March and I mean, that'd be something cool. I'd love to come up for a few days and we freaking run oh, the trap yeah. line and, and go hard on them. Especially oh, yeah. I mean, beavers, I could... bro. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's a whole different style trapping. I mean, those traps that you're using are pretty insane. They're, uh, well, the 660s, they're they're mm-hmm. big, huge counterbear traps. So, I mean, those things could, I mean, they're they're made, they're made meant to kill the beaver as soon as, it, as soon as it traps it. You know what I mean? Those aren't like a foothold. You could use footholds. But those conibird traps are made to kill the beaver as soon as it grabs, you know, as soon as it goes through it. Right, right. Um, which is fine. I mean, that's what they're made for. That's that's just how you trap beaver. I Seems mean, that's pretty just the way efficient you do it. to me if it's a quick death. Yeah, I mean, it's it's almost like just a huge mouse trap. Mm, right, you know what I mean? Right. Just but for a beaver now. Now, and I mean, they'll um, kill a forty pounder. Oh yeah, I mean, you get some of these guys who, I mean, beavers can get up to almost eighty pounds. Are you serious? I didn't. They can get huge. We don't have them oh, here. Yeah. I don't know about them at least. Oh, and they growl at you too. Oh, I, I mean, gosh, if it's if it's the size of a dog, then yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, they they're to the point where like like you know I have to cross like where I hunt in this uh piece of piece of uh private land, I have to cross over a beaver dam to get to the other side where I hunt on. And you're stuck on there, and it's dark. You know, no lights. We were talking about and stuff like that. You'll hear that rawr, rawr, underneath oh you. You're like, oh my god. You're like, oh no, <laughs> gotta get out of here. Dude, that's that's crazy. I was uh, walking across like dams and stuff when I went to New Jersey fly fishing a couple weeks ago. Um, we were crossing the creeks. And I don't know waiter, so we were crossing. Luckily, there was like a tree with roots and dams and stuff all over the place. We were crossing them, and my brother-in-law fell into one. It's freaking oh, hilarious, no. but I didn't know we had to worry about uh, <laughs> beavers. I'm lucky you didn't get bit or something. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, I didn't realize that they could kill people, but the more I started looking into it, the more fatalities from beavers I'm starting to see. And I'm like, oh, my God, these things are these things are dangerous. Gosh, <laughs> we got we to gotta do something for society. I'm coming up, man. We're going we're gonna to take out some beavers. We're going to save the oh, world. Yeah. <laughs> this is a public service announcement right now. Uh, <laughs> Watch out for the beavers. You know, we have a guy, Jimmy, uh, the owner of Service Side. His brother um, actually uh, traps them also. Um, he's a big trapper, and uh, I've seen him have some big ones, you know, back in the day. I even think he had a Service Side video back in the day of 
of them, and I was always kind of interested in that. I thought that was pretty cool, more so just to see what they taste like, to be honest with you. But yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, anybody who's ever like ah oh, beaver, but they're 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 pretty good. I mean, you wouldn't think about it, and uh, that's kind of why that's kind of why I got into the videos as well, because like I do things just differently than most people like you, you especially my area and different areas of the world are different obviously i know that but for like western new york you've got guys who deer hunt and turkey hunt and not much more i mean you like you know you got a certain handful of guys who do uh you know ducks and waterfall and pheasants and stuff like that but it's almost like it's segregated in my area like you got guys who are strict deer hunters and turkey hunters and then you got guys who are just strict turkey hunters but not many people dabble with everything else so i started making these videos just to leave to like my kid like yeah i started making them just to leave to my kids to show them like maybe when i'm dead and gone they could be like oh look how crazy grandpa was out there you know <laughs> crapping beavers and stuff 40 pound beaver he's got <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah so i mean that's just kind of why i started doing that and yeah i just i've been digging it you know no that's that's awesome man I, i'm the same way i don't get me wrong. I love whitetail. Like I said, you know, put two two deer in the freezer. That'll get me through a year. Um, and um, you know, and we, you know, we have five. We get five. We're allowed to have five bucks. Um, or yeah. you can do three does. Oh my goodness. And two bucks, but does you can only kill during bow season, which that's a whole thing in itself. I, I wish they'd cut back the the five bucks, but. You can only kill does during bow season. You can only and and hey, I'll take it a step further. You can actually only kill does during bow season on private land, and then if you have public, if you go on public land, it's per each WMA. So you'll have a WMA that'll be like, yeah, during bow you're allowed to take a doe, like Flying Eagle, for example. I get a quota there. Um, you're allowed to take a doe. Well, the WMA that's right beside it, Jumpers Creek, you cannot kill a doe. Um, which okay. is odd, and I, I kind of understand, like, okay, well, if you can kill five bucks, you'd want to keep the does to make more bucks, but I'm like, why wouldn't you just cut the bucks back, and then, or, or even it out, like, I, I see, dude, I could go out there, it ain't nothing to see, if I don't see four doe in a day, I won't even hunt that spot, because I'm like, ain't no deer here, or they're not going to do it this time, or they're, they're, you know, they're moving at night right here, or whatever, um, but if I don't see does in the area, every spot I go to, it ain't Man, I had a, I don't know if you saw it last year, I put a little video clip on my on my Instagram. I literally had a doe get so close and I didn't want to scare her because I had a stand right near her. I, had a, I was hiding behind the tree and she was trying to look around the tree at me and we were playing like, like hide yeah. and seek with each other because I didn't want her to see me because it was a really good spot and I didn't want to blow her out of there. And she came at the same time every day, about 20 minutes before dark, she'd walk right under my stand. And one day I got out a little early, started walking, looked back, seen her coming to me. I was like, oh, I'm going to get a little video clip of her. Well, she kept yeah. walking to me, and I had to hide behind the tree, and she was peeking around the tree to see what I was. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> the, does are, the does are insane here, man. And like I said, we can only kill them during bow. You can kill them during rifle season, but you have to have a lottery tag. And, dude, I couldn't name one person I know that's had that lottery tag, so – really yeah dude. that's it's, so it's, crazy they don't make it easy for dough it's almost like they're trying to deter you from it but that's so crazy to me because it's so different in my area we actually just opened up last year just last year fresh season a september shotgun season before the before the october opening of bow just for antlerless deer because they say there's too many does in that area 
Jesus, man. Yeah, that's. I know Andy in Georgia. Uh, he wants me to come up. They got to do doe control too. They kill sixty to eighty of them a year, and they're still overpopulated. He said. That's crazy. Yep, he that's said they, they literally do it where it's like, hey, you want to come get some meat? Come on. You ain't shooting no bucks. You can shoot does and uh, fill up your freezers, boys. Wow. Honestly, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I wonder why Florida is just so different. It is, man. And, and I'm glad we, we did this podcast and we're definitely going to do many more. We're kind of touching on an hour here. But, um, you know, the the thing about it is I love seeing the difference between New York and Florida, not just the, the weather and the wildlife, but even like with the rules and stuff. And I do know up north it's which is crazy because we have smaller bucks it has to be three antlers on one three points on one side to kill it but you know how many i call them elliots you know how many elliots we have here where they'll have three on one side and and like <laughs> like a spike on the other <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah well that and that's crazy because like up by us we don't we don't have an antler restriction if it has one you could shoot it yeah here now i will say with spikes it's like if it's 10 or more inches let me see. What's the rule here? I can't remember it. It's, it's if it's ten or more inches, it's considered a buck. I think if it's ten inches or less, it's considered an antlerless deer. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. They like they really want you to exterminate bucks here because I'm sitting here like, wait a minute. If it's a little spike, um, and don't get me wrong, I'm I'm not bashing that because I feel I go off of what my freezer looks like. I love conservation and I like taking mature bucks. But I'm gonna tell you right now, if I ain't got no uh, people may be like, that's contradictory, whatever. I don't care, man. I, 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 you know, with meat prices the way they are, bro, I, I got to feed my family. I got a kid on the way now too. Uh, people that's can right. say, well, you should, you know, why would you shoot it now and not shoot it then? I'm like, look, if it's legal, I'm doing it. So this isn't a, a spike bass session, but I will say that if it's an antlerless, that's what I don't understand. I'm like, wait a minute. You can clearly see it's a male. Why would it be considered yeah. antlerless? But the antlerless also falls under the you can only kill during bow season. But those are the dumbest you. ones. The spikes are the dumbest ones. Are the ones that are gonna walk under your stand and say kill me. <laughs> no, yeah, you're not lying. Honestly, <laughs> I don't I mean, see many yeah. smart spikes, bro. <laughs> no, usually those are the ones that give you the best opportunity. They're just sitting there broadside, <laughs> Dude, they give you ten the yards shot. away, no, looking at you <laughs> chewing on something for twenty minutes, and you're like, oh, bro, yeah. you better get moving because the bloodthirsty over here, <laughs> blood. Oh yes. Yeah. Like, man, you're giving me second, third, fourth, fifth chances. I'm like, oh, then, God, here, here you go. Counting, you're like, okay, I have half a tenderloin left. I have one roast. Man, this guy better get on. He looks delicious. Dude, I'm telling you, these these meat prices, man. Have you been to the store lately, or does your old lady do most of the shopping? Yeah, no, I mean, I mean we, we kind of do a little bit of both. Um, she does most of it, but... I mean, I, I've been out there trying to get meat, and it's just, it's really getting insane, um, Dude, especially crazy. chicken. I mean, the, with that, with that um, round of avian flu we just had come through, I mean, that's, whew, I mean, the chicken prices are going through the roof. Oh, it hits y'all pretty hard. Yeah, I mean, a couple couple farms by me had uh, had some farms where they had to, you know, kill all their chickens off. I mean, oh, a couple, couple thousand head of chickens had to go because... There's just too many, you know, just the avian flu comes through and they can't risk it. Yeah, no, you can't. I mean, that's people's health, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's rough. It's rough. It's a rough time. It's a rough time to be to be alive, but better for us, honestly. Well, like I was I gonna say, I was like, uh, bad time to be alive, but great time to be a hunter. <laughs> hunter. Oh yeah, dude. My and garden. I don't know about you. Oh, good. Yeah. go ahead. No, I was gonna say I don't know about you, but how have you had anybody else come up to you who? Uh, who doesn't hunt and now are saying like, Hey, 
I got to become a hunter. Is there any way that you could help me out? All the time, I, man. All the time. Oh, yeah. We have a member, Chris. Um, he actually just started hunting in his 30s. Um, he killed a, a doe with a, uh, a bow doe a couple years Beautiful. ago. Um, I have had a police officer. He's a local police officer that I know. Um, he's probably in his late 30s, early 40s. He, you know, growing up, they would kind of hunt and stuff, but he didn't really get into it. And uh, he always is like, man, can I tag along? I have another guy I got into a service side that I used to work with. He was like, man, I'd love to hunt. You know, my grandpa used to hunt. He got into it. That's three people right off rip. And I always have friends that are like, oh, man, I'd love to go hunting with you. I'd love to go hunting with you. I hear it all the time, yeah. man, especially with prices the way they are. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm starting to see like we, like people who were – who I've talked to in the past about hunting who kind of like turned their nose up to it. Like, oh, I could just go to Tops or Wegmans and I could go get my meat. Who now have in the past six months have come up to me like, hey, if I get my hunting license, will you take me? And I don't turn my nose up to these people, but I'm like, in the back of my head, I'm like, ah, now you're starting to see what I'm talking about now, huh? So you're nicer than me because I'll come out and be like, oh, what happened, bro? Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, when Dixie ain't got your chicken no more? <laughs> you want to do a little oh, yeah. pheasant hunting now? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, speaking of which, actually, yeah, I, I said thank you. I've said thank you before, but with what I was, what the videos I was able to make with you guys, you know, I bought that dog and I can't wait to take him out pheasants. Oh, did you pheasants. just put something out about water training or something? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting, I'm trying to make him a well-rounded dog. I don't know how he's, how good he's going to do in this cold weather uh, for the cold water, mm. but he, you know, for the early season for ducks, he's, he's good with the water. Um, he's good with, with his nose already tracking down rabbits and, and birds of you know different sorts. I've been grabbing. And uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm running them through the ringer right now, especially with me being kind of off. With yeah, you know, I got surgery coming up in a little bit, so I've, uh, I've been running, running the dog through the ringer, kind of having him do my hunting for me a little bit, you know. Um, and I can't wait, I can't wait for once October comes out, I'm gonna have him out there. We're gonna, we're gonna get after some pheasants, and I'm gonna see how good he does. Yeah, man, I, uh, I'm gonna end up getting me a bird dog before too long myself. It's good to have him well, well rounded. See what you got going on, and you know Brian Hallcheck, he does a lot with dogs too. We actually have a few people that that train dogs in the group. Uh, Tesla, she's a new member. I think you you spoke to her. She yes, I did. She also uh, trains dogs. We got we got a few good houndsmen here. I know Zach. I think he does more with like coon dogs and stuff. Um, Zach Southpaw. Um, yeah. but yeah, dude, we've, we've got some dog people in here, so you can definitely get, you know, those little tidbits you need if, if he, you know, like with the water and you know, that. Kind oh of yeah. Stuff. I mean, I take them and I definitely listen because I mean, I've been, I've been doing these different tips and then this dog, the dog I got, he's a, uh, a GSP Vishla and he just, he, he craves something to do. So, I mean, which is good. Cause like every time, everything I teach him, everything I lay down for him, he picks it up. You know what I mean? He, nice. he gets it, you know, he gets it quick too. So I mean, you know, a little bit, obviously training, 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 but I mean, he gets it quick. Sounds like a good dog, yeah, man. Oh yeah, I'm honestly. And, to see like, what, what's gonna happen? You gonna bring him with us when we're hunting? Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna bring him. I'm gonna bring him for uh, for that hunt. I don't know. If, well, we'll see. I mean, you never know. It's up to it's up to him. He might have his own dogs too. Um, but you know, I I probably just leave him at home. I'm gonna be worried about dropping the geese. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we are gonna <laughs> drop the body. So you guys definitely. Uh, we'll let you know when it gets closer. You know, obviously it's next March, but it's gonna be a good one. We'll shoot a good little video. Got service site guys meeting up. 
I'm gonna get us some good hoodies. I'm gonna get us something cool. I know uh, he got some hoodies, but I'm gonna go ahead and and get some hoodies for us. Also, um, you know, some white ones that we can have. I'm sure that having a couple hoodies ain't gonna hurt nothing, especially in March, New York. No, I definitely appreciate that. That's the thing. I mean, who knows? March in New York, it could either be 50 degrees, it could be 10 oh. degrees, blizzard. <laughs> Might be a little above. Know. Might be a blizzard one day, and the next day we're sweating. <laughs> honestly oh yeah that's about hopefully just hopefully the geese are in i mean if they're in i mean from what i've seen when those geese are in it's it's non-stop shooting and it's gonna be oh, awesome man dude i'm i'm excited man i'm excited that we got a good group of guys together that we actually want to go in a group with you know strike killers guys that are have wealths of knowledge which is going to be cool um and just sociable good guys that are engaging service side they're engaging members every single one that's coming is those engaging members and those are the ones you definitely want to link up with because you know they're the yeah. ones you're gonna have the best time with we're, we're gonna have a blast man i'm excited oh i can't wait and when you get down here i might if you get down you guys that are you know whoever gets down here before uh we're gonna have to go out to the dinosaur barbecue in rochester and i would show you some of their bbq <laughs> yeah we'll <laughs> definitely do it man it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good trip but well, Vinny, I'm going to jump off here, man. Uh, we're going to do this again soon. Um, you know, I, this is something I, I'd love to do, um, you know, every few months or so. I want to get as many, you know, you and a lot of the other guys on the, on the podcast to share your knowledge. This was a, a good little session on the differences between New York and Florida, which I love, and a good catch-up session. But I definitely appreciate you jumping on, man, and we definitely got to do it again. No, I definitely appreciate you having me on, and you know, I, you know, I love hearing from you. I love hearing talking to the guys, and love the group as always. And uh, look, you know, anytime you want to do a podcast, I'm always down for that. Yeah, man, for sure. It, we're definitely. I want to do one when it gets a little closer to season to see how you ramp up for season as it, as opposed to how we ramp up in the south. Oh, absolutely. Now, Vinny, just for our listeners here, where can the guys reach you if they want to watch your videos? You got out, just so you guys know, Vinny touched on it a little bit, but. Um, you know, the reason he got into filming, it wasn't to be Michael Waddell. It wasn't to, to, you know, just for the con paid content of service side. It wasn't really for any of that. I mean, those are some of the good perks. He bought a dog from it and things like that. But, um, it was, it was to have something to leave for his kids and his kids, kids where they could say, Hey, you know, dad and grandpa did this dad or grandpa did this. Um, yeah. you know, uh, duck hunting, white-tailed deer hunting, you know, you bow hunt, you gun hunt, you know, you, yeah. you raise chickens, you raise pheasants, you know, you got turkeys, turkeys. You, you know, oh, you yeah. turkey hunt, you do literally just, you know, you, you're trapping now, you got your trapping, uh, certificate yeah. and license. So you're doing like all kinds of stuff. Um, and you wanted to leave that for your kids, but tell our listeners where they can reach you, where they can watch your content out. Um, and if they need to get in touch with you. Yeah, I mean, if anybody, if anybody wants to watch my stuff, you can look up the uh, Your Cousin Vinny podcast on YouTube, uh, always under Your Cousin Vinny, not My Cousin Vinny. Um, <laughs> you could uh, look up Cousin Vinny uh, if you want to reach me through Facebook or or Instagram, and those are really my best ways to get a hold of me is through, obviously, Facebook or Instagram. Um, just look up Cousin Vinny, and you can always get a, get a hold of me if you just want to say hi or need tips on anything. You know, I could always point you in the right direction or, you know, anything like that. I could, I'm always, always always here to help somebody out if they need it especially and that's what that's what makes you such a good service up brother man at the the people that <laughs> the people that see the bigger picture in life and, and you know i always say this don't get me wrong man i gotta fill up my freezer and i care about my family first above of above all but also yeah. 
you know, there's always a bigger picture when it comes to things like this, and you understand what that bigger picture is. So no, absolutely, and that's why you know I love the group. I see it, and that's why I'm here. Well, a lot more, a lot more coming. Um, but this is Whitetail Theories podcast, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Uh, thank you again.